You are now listening to the Moon Child. Saturday, Saturday morning, nine o'clock, May twenty second. It is officially Gemini season two days ago, and the playoffs start today. Um, we've been waiting for this moment. People don't really value the regular season any much anymore. I value the regular season because my team is not a playoff team yet. But we're finally here to the playoffs. We're done in with the playoff playing games. I think that was very exciting. Uh, I'm gonna get into that real quickly. And also, you know, for my soccer fans out there, is the final day of La Liga. And if you don't know, I am an Atletico Madrid fan, and the homie Pablo is a real Madrid fan. To break it down into simple terms, it's the final game of the season. My team, Atletico, has a two-point lead, and the point system works by if you win, you get three points, if you tie, you get one point, and if you lose, you get zero points. All they need to do is win today, and they are champions of the season. So I got my jersey ready. The game just started, so after I finish recording this, I'm going to watch the rest of the game, and then the playoffs start with the Heat and Bucks at 11, but I got work at 12, so I'll be able to keep up while I'm at work. But we got a whole set of games today. We got the Bucks and Heat, Clippers and Mavericks, Nets and Celtics, and Trailblazers and Nuggets. So what I'm going to talk about today is kind of recap the play-in games, uh, talk a little bit about that, what I think about the play-in, and also give up my playoff predictions. I'm going to keep it nice, short, and sweet today. And yeah, and let's talk about the play-in recap, you know. So the Eastern Conference play-in was a straight snooze fest. That was boring. That wasn't good. It was bad display of basketball from the losing team. Started off with that Hornets and Pacers matchup. Hornets did not come ready to play. Pacers took advantage. And then the play Pacers didn't take advantage. You know, they didn't come ready to play. So the Wizards took advantage after losing against the Celtics when Jason Tatum got himself a 50-piece and a W. So it's nice to see the Wizards make the playoffs, and it's also nice to see the Celtics still try to make a run, even though they don't have Jalen Brown. Their chances isn't looking too well versus the Nets. But yeah, as far as the Western Conference play-in, that was exciting. That was very exciting. It was, you know, intriguing. But, you know, the Warriors and Lakers game, you know, obviously that was like highly anticipated. You got Steph and LeBron. And my recap of that game was just, it was luck. You know, it was obviously luck. And it was anticlimactic. Now, if LeBron would have like, you know, ISOed and then hit the shot, cool. You know, but it wasn't like a Kyrie type moment. It was a broken play. It was a broken play. The Warriors defended very well throughout the whole shot clock and... You know, they're about to get a missed shot and probably find their own way to get a bucket. And, you know, KCP had the ball and he lost it. And then he was able to kick it out to LeBron who fumbled it and then threw up a prayer and then it went in. Uh, the final two minutes was very anticlimactic because, you know, then LeBron had got fouled. LeBron went, sh I mean, Draymond went straight up. He got his eyes or whatever, but it should have not, the game have sh should have not taken that long in delay you're messing up with the momentum and all that nonsense it was it was just it just turned into a shit show towards the end and the Lakers got lucky but they they weren't the better team that night I'll tell you that not saying that they're 
less talented than the Warriors because the Warriors are obviously the less talented team. But the Warriors played better basketball throughout the whole game. They did. They really did. And it sucks to see that, you know, they lost like that. They, you know, the Lakers finally doubled down and triple teamed Steph Curry down the stretch and his teammates wasn't hitting shots. But I will tell you this, Lakers have no identity. Yeah, if you notice, Drummond wasn't in the game and Shoulder wasn't in the game. It doesn't work. They don't really have an identity. So I'll tell you, and I'll tell you later when I give you my predictions, the Lakers are not winning a ring. It's not happening. Y'all can't tell me their identity. They don't have their roles set out. You're not going to just be able to put it all together, especially as a seventh seed, and just win a championship like that. So, you know, they might as well have that parade tomorrow for that 2020 championship because y'all going to look foolish trying to have a parade after Philly wins a championship this year. Oops, spoiler alert. But I'm going to get into my predictions later. Let me just stay with this plan. Now, on to the next game, or another thing that I need to address is also with that game, that Lakers versus Warriors game, is that Steph Curry is still the best player in the world, and that was clear as day. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say LeBron is, he looked old or whatever. What I my understanding is, I know he's not 100%, which is another factor why y'all won't win a championship. You know, to all the Laker fans that think they're winning a championship, they're not winning a championship. LeBron is nowhere near 100%. I think he's barely touching 75 to 80%. There's no way. You know, he was just relying on foul calls going to the cup. And he just doesn't look fully healthy. We've seen LeBron. We've seen playoff LeBron. And that wasn't playoff LeBron at all. He doesn't do that. So, and what Steph was displaying, what he has been displaying on a night-to-night basis, he's the best player in the world right now. Nobody possesses what he has. So, you know, you I never seen another player other than Kobe be triple team like that. So we kinda already established who the best player in the world, especially that night. LeBron can hit that shot or whatever. But we all know what type of shot it was. It was a broken play and he hit the lucky shot and they got away with the W. Simple as that. As far as the Warriors, they lost to the Grizzlies. So now they're out the playoffs. So I don't we don't get to see no more Steph Curry for the rest of this season. But it might be better for them. You never know, honestly. But I got to give my credit to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies always play hard. I've been saying that the whole season. They had guys with injuries throughout the season. They consistently play competitive basketball, and they're young. And they found a way to close out a playing game that they lost last year versus the Blazers. They got the revenge. Got a shout-out to Ja. He got that dagger. He put the dagger in their chest. And the rest of the team, you got Balachunas playing hard. Jaron Jackson is back doing his thing. Dylan Brooks has really impressed me with his intensity. There's Grayson Allen hitting big shots down the stretch. Desmond Bain just looks like a great all-around player um, that, that plays his role. And Xavier Tillman even stepped up. He had a big-time three last night. So Memphis earned their way to get that play, you know, that playoff spot versus the Jazz, which they'll probably lose, but they're gaining themselves the experience and. Honestly, that's what I want for my Kings. So, um, the Grizzlies got a good thing going on. You got to give them credit. But as far as the Warriors, honestly, this year, if they had Klay Thompson, they would win the West if they were healthy. I'm not even, you know, I'm not even trying to be biased or anything because I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm unfortunately I'm a Kings fan. But if you just look, there's no other backcourt that's touching Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. When you got two shooters like that at the same time. You're not going to be able to double Steph or double Clay the way that they're doing 
you know, Steph right now. And if it's Clay out there, it's going to be a problem. The more shots, I've been trying to tell people, the more shots for Clay Thompson, the better. Uh, they have the ability to get off at any time and go on one of these 9-0 runs multiple times throughout a basketball game. And when you got an ability where you can just knock down a three from anywhere on the court, get one stop, knock down another three, and just get a steal or something, and then knock down another three, you can't stop it. And not only that, they could just, it's not about them just knocking threes or be able to shoot difficult threes. They move the ball. They move without the ball. And then they got a guy like Draymond that's willing to set off ball screens, on ball screens, and get them the ball when they're open. So they have a system in place that fits their strengths the best. And there's a reason why they had so much success. You're not going to be able to just take a team like that down easily. And you compare the other teams in the West. Uh, I like the Warriors when healthy with, against the Jazz. I like them against the Clippers. I definitely like them against the Lakers. I definitely like them against the Suns, Nuggets, Trailblazers. It's not too many teams that can really mess with a team like that. So it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how the Warriors reload. Uh, Steph Curry, obviously, probably going to come back stronger. Uh, so it's going to be a scary sight. You know, I'll tell you that right now. Now, as far as my playoff predictions, so now we officially got the seeding down, and I'm going to tell you what I think, who's going to win and who's going to go to the finals and how many games it's going to take. And I'm going to go down from one through eight from each conference and get my predictions. I got some. I got money on the Bucks and Heat game, so I'm starting to put money where my mouth is. And yeah, um, the only last time about my predictions last year, I was off. I had the Clippers going to the finals versus the Raptors. I believe I had the Raptors going to the finals. No, 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 no. Did I have the Raptors going to the finals? I believe I did have the Raptors. Finding their yeah, I had the Raptors finding their way to make it to the finals again. I had Clippers and Raptors, so I was wrong about that one. But the year before, I had Warriors and and uh, Raptors. No, yeah, I had the Raptors, I had the Warriors and Raptors, and I had Kawhi win the whole thing in six games. I was when that when Kawhi went to Toronto, I was on that Toronto train the whole year. And there's a very similar train that I've been on the whole year. And that's the 76ers train. But let's start with these predictions. So starting with the Western Conference, we got the Jazz and Grizzlies. So the thing, the reason why the Jazz are still in first place and they haven't had Donovan Mitchell for the past two weeks. So first place was for them to lose. The Suns could have easily took advantage. But their team is so, so deep and their coach very, very well. Um, when you got a roster like they're they're nine deep, but they have a solid nine guys that they're constantly playing. You're gonna, you got Mike Conley, you got Donovan Mitchell, you got Bojan Bogdanovic, then you got Royce O'Neal, and then you got Rudy Gobert. But now off the bench, they got not one but two six man of the year nominees in Joe Ingles and of course Jordan Clarkson. Then you got a young guy like Oni coming off the bench, and then you got a huge piece addition that I feel like nobody talks about. In Derek Favors, who spent that year in New Orleans, came back and made that bench a lot stronger. They're a deep team, and they keep your foot on—they keep their foot on your neck. Once they get a lead, they're not letting up. And I feel like that experience in the bubble versus Denver, because people got to realize they were up three-one against Denver as well. 
it definitely left a salty feeling, and you can see it in their play this season, and it's the reason why they're the number one seed. And also, let's talk about you know their play style. They shoot a whole bunch of threes because they got a whole bunch of shooters. Jordan, and they play by their role, and that's the most important thing. And that's the reason why the 76ers and Jazz are in first place because they've been playing consistent basketball, but they understand their roles. And, you know, the roles of the Jazz, where if you talk about them on a defensive perspective, they got the probably the best, not even over-exaggerating, you know, say what you want about Rudy Gobert, but he's probably the greatest defensive big man in drop coverage that the league has ever seen. Dude is, has a huge wingspan, and he's just protecting the rim, and it makes everybody's job easier on defense where all they have to do is run out the three, run off the three-point line and let him deal with Gobert. Gobert doesn't foul much, and he blocks a lot of shots, and it makes everybody's job easier where you can build a whole defensive system around him. And then offensively, you got a whole bunch of shooters. They have the chemistry where they love to move the ball around, and you got a guy like... Donovan Mitchell, who can get you 30? Shoot, even Jordan Clarkson could get you 30. Also, Bojan Bogdanovic. So it's not a situation where it's like the 2015 Hawks. I really think this team is similar to the 2009 Orlando Magic, where Rudy Gobert can do the same things that Dwight Howard was doing defensively. Obviously, he, can't, he doesn't have the same ability offensively, but Donovan Mitchell is able to do what Jameer Nelson do, but he can... He got a little bit more juice where he can put up a little bit more and drop 40 or 50 when he needs to, when he was going at it with Jamal Murray. Donovan Mitchell has that ability. But also not even just Donovan Mitchell. Jordan Clarkson has that ability. And, I'm, you know, you look at Jordan Clarkson's role, his role is literally just score. And you can see the confidence in him, and it just works out. So they have, you know, specified roles that works out for them, and that's why they've been successful. So I got the Jazz versus the Grizzlies. I got the Jazz in five games. Now the Grizzlies, I feel like they can sneak one game, but they're not they're not no match with the Jazz yet. Now, the winner the winner of this game is going to play the Jazz next, and you got the Clippers and Mavs. Now the Clippers, I feel like they upgraded over last year, you know. They replace Montrez Harrell with Serge Ibaka, which I like, but we have to see how healthy he is, but then they replace Rajon Rondo with with uh, Lou Williams, which I think is a significant upgrade, who's going to make Kawhi and Paul George's job a lot easier throughout the stretch. And it's playoff Rondo. Y'all know playoff Rondo is a different breed. It's my favorite player of all time. We know what he does during the playoffs. He's going to make their job a lot easier. He's a master floor general. And then you even got a guy like Nicholas Batum being a significant upgrade over a Jermichael Green, who's been playing really well. Still got Markeith Morris. Luke Kennard has been playing well off the bench with that unit with Rondo. Still got DeMarcus Cousins down there doing his thing. Zubac has just progressively gotten better. And with the Mavs, they're the softest team in the NBA. And I don't think the Clippers, you know, Paul George, Kawhi, is not going to let them go six games with them again. Luke is going to do his thing. But Porzingis, I don't know about Porzingis doing his thing. Uh, Luka is going to obviously do Luka things. And I think they're going to sneak one game out of it. But I don't think the Clippers are going to let this go past five games. Now, I think this is the most interesting series in the Western Conference for the first round. We got the Nuggets and Trailblazers. I'm going to go with the Trailblazers in seven. Where, you know, obviously Jokic is missing on Murray right now. But Michael Porter Jr., he, has, he always has a chance of getting off. And they also have Aaron Gordon as well. They, 
got you know they got guards like I like Fasundo Campazo, but most importantly, they got most likely the MVP of the league in Nikola Jokic. And you know he's always gonna keep him in the game. But then on the other side in Trailblazers, they got some defensive help with Norman Powell. And his cancer has been pay- playing at a very high level. They have Covington this time, and they're going to have Nurkic and Cancer. Whoever's playing better should be getting the minutes. Then you got a guy like Melo that's able to get you 15 points anytime. And you got Dame time and CJ. Um, when it comes to the crunch time, you already know what Dame is going to do. And I think the Trailblazers, since they've been finally healthy, and they've been in this series with the Nuggets before, and because the Nuggets don't have Jamal Murray, I think... Trailblazers find a way to get this done in seven games. I feel like it's going to go back and forth. This series can go either way. But I got my money on the Trailblazers in that one if I had to bet on it. And then the final one will play the winner. Uh, the Trailblazers play the winner of this matchup. And we got the Suns and Lakers. And if y'all know, y'all know how I feel about the Suns. The Suns are not title contenders. And y'all know how I feel about the Lakers. The Lakers are not title contenders. But if I had to choose, you know, when it comes to Chris Paul and Devin Booker or LeBron and Anthony Davis, seeing the way how things went against the Warriors the other day, I can see in a situation where the Lakers will probably win this. But it won't be no five games. It won't be in no six games. I'm actually going to go with the Lakers in seven in this one. I think this this series can go either way as well. I don't think any of the, these two teams will compete, will, be, will go to the finals. But as far as when they're matching up with each other, I think this series can go either way. Chris Paul will be very motivated. The Suns have been playing consistent basketball all year. You do have to respect them. But you're also going against LeBron James in a playoff series, which is also which is also very hard to do because, you know, he's been to how many finals in this past decade? So, you know, there's also a level of respect and a level of greatness that he has. And I'm not going to bet against that when it comes to the Suns. So I got the Lakers in seven. Now going to the Eastern Conference for the first round. We got the 76ers and Wizards. I can see the Wizards taking one game away from the 76ers. But no more than five games. I got the 76ers in five. Y'all know how I feel about the 76ers. They got pieces everywhere. Embiid is the most dominant player in the league right now. I think Steph Curry is the best player in the league. I think... um, Embiid is the most dominant player. I think he's the best player in the playoffs now since Steph Curry is injured. And I think um, Embiid got the perfect supporting cast to suit his skills. And he also has a coach that's put him in good positions to succeed. And we'll get more into the 76ers as I have them go into the finals. But yeah, I I think the Wizards, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, they don't have enough help, especially no, not enough defense. They're not going to have nobody to fuck with Embiid. It's going to be either in four or five games, but I'm going to go with five because I think they can scramble up one win. Now the Knicks and Hawks, this is a funny series. Um, You know, two non-playoff teams that made a big jump this season and they're in a favorable playoff matchup. This is going to be a very intense playoff series because it's going to mean a lot for these two teams to win a playoff series. And... It's not out of reach. This is a very evenly well matchup, but I do think the Hawks have the more talented team and with more guys with experience where you got Danilo Gallinari, you got Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose over there. Um, And you also even got Clint Capella that's been in the playoff series before. So I got the Hawks in six. It's going to be interesting to see. I know you already know that the Knicks are going to play hard basketball. They got their experienced guys also, but I don't think their experienced guys are as talented 
as the Hawks experience guy. They got Derrick Rose, obviously a six-man-a-year candidate, and they also have Taj Gibson as well. But other than that, you know, your Julius Randle hasn't had the weight on his shoulders in a playoff series yet, and you got R.J. Barrett is going to be his first playoff series. So you already know the Knicks is going to play hard every series because so I can see them scrambling up and winning two games. But Nick McMillan, who has experience, who desperately been wanting a playoff series win, and he's been having to injured Pacers teams for the time where he was in the playoffs. I think he's looking for a good opportunity to make it to the second round and get that contract extension that he really deserves. So going down, we got the Bucks and Heat next, which starts in an hour and a half. Now I got a hundred on this game. My boy Miguel, whose birthday is tomorrow, has a hundred on the Heat, winning in seven games. I got 100 on the Bucks, winning six games. Now, I've been on this Giannis train since 2016. I remember the year before uh, him winning most improve of the year. I'm like, this guy is going to be great. Because I remember using him in 2K. We used to do these fantasy leagues. And I used to draft him on my team. And he was just a raw prospect at the time still. He just had these long-ass arms. And he brought a different dynamic that was different. Now, I knew his time is coming, but it's coming slow. And I'm still patient with Giannis. He's not going to win a title yet, but I feel like he will win one in Milwaukee. The time is coming, but he constantly proves something every year. And when watching his development, I don't think I think he's going to come out this series and not lose in the first round to the Miami Heat. Um, definitely left an icky feeling last year, losing to the Heat in the second round, and you're the number one seed and the favorites to go to the finals. I think they bounce back this year. Adding Drew Holiday is going to help him a lot. I think Drew Holiday is going to shut down the Heat's guards. And, you know, Giannis is going to have to prove that he's the best player on the floor. Because going into the series, because the Heat did win last year. So you have to acknowledge that. And the best player on the floor going into the series is Jimmy Butler. It is Giannis' job and responsibility to prove that he can be the best player on the floor. I'm confident in Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday doing their part. I think Giannis takes that step and, you know, Show what he's about. And with the Heat, they're missing Victor Oladipo. And like I, I think it's a bad matchup for Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero when it comes to Drew Holiday. It's just going to come down to Bam versus Giannis in a way, how Bam holds up. And Bam has shown that he has the full capabilities of holding up. So it's going to be interesting where Giannis is coming back for round two. And then the Nets and Celtics, obviously the Celtics are depleted with without Jalen Brown. And, you know, the Nets are dealing with James Harden and Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I want to say Nets in four, but I can see I can, I can see the Celtics winning one game. But honestly, I'm going to go Nets in four. I'm going to go Nets in four. When you got James Harden, KD, and Kyrie, it's going to be too hard to stop, especially where they have no big men. So you're kind of suited to the Nets' strength. They're going to be able to take over that series. And it's their you know, first warm-up series. They're going to take it real serious and kind of come out and show, put on a show without a, with a bang. So going on to the second round, starting with the West, you got the Jazz and Clippers. Now this series is going to be very, very intriguing because I feel like whoever wins this series will go to the finals. And it was a very hard, hard decision. I'm thinking Jazz. I'm thinking Clippers. You know, I don't know why the Clippers wanted to put themselves in this situation uh, by not taking care of the Thunder in that last game of the year. Now they got to go against the Jazz, who I think was a much harder matchup than 
the Lakers, the Suns, the Nuggets, or I mean the Trailblazers, the Suns, or the Lakers. But I feel like whoever wins this matchup in the second round will be coming out the West. And it's unfortunate for the Jazz. I have the Clippers in seven games. And I think if it comes to game seven, I got my money on Kawhi Leonard. You already know what he possesses. He's been in that position before. I would put my money on Kawhi Leonard. That series can go either way. But whoever wins that series, I think, is going to the finals. As far as the, as far as the Trailblazers and Lakers, so I got the Clippers in seven. As far as the Trailblazers and Lakers, I got the Trailblazers in six games. You know why? Because the Trailblazers have an identity. They have guys that know their role. Even Melo know their role. And they've been playing with each other. They had time to finish out the season together. The only reason they start off in the bad seating because of all the injuries. They had the injuries the same way the Lakers did. But luckily, their injuries was at the beginning of the season. Lakers had their injuries towards the end of the season. And they're just supposedly title favorites or whatnot. No, it doesn't work like that. They don't know what they're going to do with Schroeder in the playoffs. They don't know what they're going to do with Andre Drummond in the playoffs. If that's even if he gets minutes. And they don't know what they're going to do with Montrez Harrell. It's not the same team as last year, and they did not get better. They got weaker, and they're injured at the same time. That's just the reality of it. Can they reload next year? Yes, but this year is not their year. So I suggest them to have the parade early during the playoffs before you know the next champion gets to really have their real parade. So I got the Trailblazers in six games, actually. I think Dame proves a point, and I like him as a leader. He's the best leader in the NBA. And he finds a way to scramble up his way into the Western Conference Finals. Now, as far as the Eastern Conference, I got the 76ers sweeping the Atlanta Hawks. They are almost there to get into the Eastern Conference Finals. They want to get there. They're going to bring the intensity. The Hawks aren't ready yet. And Ben Simmons is going to probably shut down Trey Young or shut down whoever he wants to. And Embiid is going to prove his dominance. So I got the 76ers in four versus the Hawks. And the Bucks and Nets... This one was a very interesting one. Uh, I felt like, my me, my personally, I think the whoever goes to the finals from the Eastern Conference is gonna win the finals because I think they got the hardest road. And if the Bucks make the finals, I got the Bucks winning the finals. If the Nets win the go to the finals, I got the Nets winning the finals. If the 76ers go to the finals, I got them winning the finals. And with this Bucks and Nets series, gonna be very interesting. The Bucks have a tough, tough road to go to the finals. I mean, you gotta beat the Heat. And you got to beat the Nets. You got to beat the 76ers. But as far as this Bucks and Nets series go, I can see the series going seven games. And in the game seven, I'm going to have to go with the Nets. I got my money on the Nets. I got my money on James Harden and Kevin Durant. And even Kyrie Irving. You got too many guys that can get buckets down the stretch in important games uh, compared to what the Bucks got. Drew Holiday can only guard one Kyrie or one James Harden. Um, Dante Vincenzo, he Play great defense, a complete player and everything, but you know, James Harden is a different animal. Kyrie is a different animal. And even KD is a different animal. But I think I could see him and Giannis going at it. But as far as being clutch and getting buckets down the stretch, that suits the Nets' strengths. And I'm going to have to go with Nets in seven versus the Bucks. So now we're into the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals. And we're sitting here looking at the Clippers versus Trailblazers and the 76ers versus the Nets. A four seed and a six seed in the West, and then the number one and number two seed in the East. So let's start with the West. We got the Clippers and Trailblazers, and I think the Clippers match up very well with the Trailblazers, where you got a guy like Rondo, even got a guy like Patrick Beverly to be a pest. 
And you got guys like Kawhi and Paul George who, you know, I think they can take advantage of Norman Powell and Robert Covington when they get the chance. Uh, the big man, the, the key for Portland is that their big man is going to have to really step up and try to take advantage of Serge Ibaka or Zubac. But I don't really see that happening. And Kawhi getting buckets down the stretch when he's in that mode. I don't see too many people stopping him. And I'm going to have to go with the Clippers in six games. So I got the Clippers going to the finals again this year. I think they're a different team. I think they got better. And they they have more pieces around it. And they have, they've they been shooting the ball. They've been shooting the three ball really well. And they have two guys that can get buckets down the stretch. Obviously, playoff P. I don't think the same thing is going to happen. He's going to have to prove something. He, we're going to have to see how he comes out. As far as the Eastern Conference Finals, you got the 76ers and the Nets. Now, I don't see anybody stopping Embiid. And if there's anybody I want to guard Ben Simmons, James Harden, or Kyrie Irving, it's Ben Simmons. And they have another guy that you can throw on, you know, another defender that you can throw on anybody. And that's Matisse Thybul. They got shooters everywhere. You got a guy like Tobias Harris that can get you 20 when he wants to. And they have Seth Curry. They have Shake Milton. They even have an experienced point guard coming off the bench in George Hill. They got pieces everywhere. And they even have a backup rim protector in Dwight Howard. I really like the 76ers team. They've been playing by their role. They've been playing consistent basketball all year. It's the Nets' first year scrambling things together. And I got the 76ers in six versus the Nets going to the finals versus the Clippers. Now, when we look at the 76ers and Clippers matchup, the same rules kind of apply. 76ers got the most dominant player, and the Clippers don't ha is not going to have an answer for Joel Embiid with Zubac or even Serge Ibaka. And then if, I, if there's anybody I want to put on Kawhi Leonard, I'll put Ben Simmons. And I'm pretty sure how we all know how Philly feels about Kawhi Leonard. They're not trying; they want to get every revenge as possible after that, you know, that dagger he hit against them in that seven-game series. I don't think they wanted to go to seven games this time. So I'm going to have the 76ers in six games beating the Clippers. And that's how I feel is going to happen. Will I be right? Probably not. If I am right, I will definitely toot my own horn about it. But those are my playoff predictions. It's going to be an interesting time. We're going to keep up and see how things go. We're going to analyze it and break things down and all that good stuff. But other than that... I'm going to leave that episode here. Can't wait to watch some playoff basketball today. It's always a good time when playoffs start. Summertime is starting. It's almost June. My birthday is coming up in a month and like a week. A month and a week. So good times coming up, hopefully. So we're going to keep it pushing and all that good stuff. And for whoever took the time to listen to this, I greatly appreciate you. And yeah, we're going to leave it at there. Peace.